what does your social media footprint look like? What does your web presence look like? Are you a parent that's possibly scared that your children may not be being safe on social media? In today's episode, we're going to help you answer these questions and have a little bit of a peace of mind on what to do with your social media. Enjoy today's episode with Chloe Rosen with Rosen Media Consultant. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another very special guest, and she's going to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Chloe Rosen. Awesome. Well, Chloe, I'm so glad to have you here today. And I want to go ahead and ask you a little bit about things I've been seeing on social media. You popped up on my page probably like a month ago now, and you were working with Miss America Grace Stanky and a few others. We had Lex in there doing hair. And so I want to ask you, you know, how did you get involved with that? And what has kind of happened since then? Yeah. So I grew up around pageants and my mom was a director of a state pageant for Miss America my whole life. Um, and I had always thought about competing, but I knew that if I did compete, my mom would have to take like two steps back. Literally, she'd have to just stop being the director for at least two years um, so that I could compete. And I was actively watching year after year, all these women's lives being so positively changed. I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I can't take that. You know, I can't be, I can't be selfish and take that from other, you know, women who are cherishing this opportunity. So I kind of busied myself with college and life. And um, then I got married and one of my best girlfriends is a former Miss Ohio, an amazing pageant coach, makeup artist, Becky Minger. She, um, was like doing hair and makeup for a, a Mrs. Pageant. And I, I texted her and I was like, Becky, what is that? She's like, yeah, they're pageants for married ladies. It's like the exact same thing. You're just, the only rule is that you're married. And I thought, oh my gosh. So I texted my mom immediately and I was like, mom, I'm competing for Mrs. New York. And she did not believe me at all whatsoever. She was like, I don't, uh, no, you're not doing this. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I am. And it wasn't until I paid my deposit and submitted my paperwork that she was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Um, and it was a, an unbelievable experience. I ended up being third runner up. It was my very first pageant ever. So it was kind of cool. Um, I tried to, you know, pull from all my years of like, sitting on the, my parents' living room floor, watching them prepare girls for Miss America. Um, but yeah, so it was such an unbelievable experience. And then out of that, I just really noticed that there was this lack of understanding about social media and pageants. I mean, obviously it's such an important part of being a title holder now. And um, there are so many girls who, and, and women who do it so well, but there are also so many girls and women and even parents that are overwhelmed by the, like the need for a social media presence. And so um, I quit my job, my corporate social media, digital marketing job about a year and a half ago to follow my dreams of being a full-time actor, content creator, and writer. And I was like, you know what? This has kind of been pulling on my heart that I wanted to stay in pageantry and I didn't really know how. And so I thought as I'm competing for, you know, as I'm preparing to compete for Mrs. New York this summer, how can I also help other women who are on this quest for a state, a local, a national, and international title, tell their story to the best of their ability on social media. And that's how Rosen Media Consulting was born. 
Um, I was so lucky to be called by Miss America. Um, they, you know, just a mutual connection of ours. And I was able to head down to Chicago and work with Grace and Lex. And Becky was actually the makeup artist um, and hair. And she had incredible styling from Ciara's clothing line. And Dan DeVerney Photography did her um, whole shoot. And it was just really such a great experience to shoot behind the scenes. We did that. Here are the changes to Miss America video. Um, and we did a bunch more uh other like reels and things that'll come out later, but it was really cool to work with that new vision of Miss America, that glamour, that, you know, that celebrity, um, that she is. And Grace is just the smartest, funniest, most photogenic person I've ever met. So it was, she made my job very easy, but it was really cool to get that opportunity. And I thought to myself, okay, now or never, like if I'm gonna really go for this it's now or never and so I just went all in and here I am talking to you <laughs> that's amazing and when I reached out to you I was you know noticing a few things on your page and I was like oh my gosh like she is full on this and then again you mentioned the video of Grace talking about the new things to Miss America and I was in the middle of doing hair and makeup the day when I had finally seen the video and I'm like showing everybody I'm like oh my gosh look at this like Miss America is back I'm so glad one that you were able to capture that and be able to show it to others. And I want to ask just for self yeah. you know, knowledge, when you're shooting all of your content, are you shooting on a camera? Are you shooting on your phone? How are you doing it to make the best quality content that you I do get? both. So I have like, it's charging right now, but I have like a little ring light right here and I have a microphone that attaches to my phone. And then I have a, you know, a Nikon X30 and I, you know, that has a microphone and a light. And so I do both for that. I shot it on my, on my phone and I just like plugged in my microphone. So she didn't, we didn't have to mic her and we wrote kind of what she was going to say together. And it's actually kind of amazing. I was pretty honored. I just got the numbers back from Miss America. It is their highest performing video. It's even higher performing than her crowning video. So I was like, oh, huh, you know, just give myself a little pat on the back there. <laughs> um, so it's fun to bring to life what's special about that organization and that opportunity and then the woman behind it. So yeah, I use a little bit of everything. I I think my husband was not prepared when the pandemic hit and for all of the equipment that I was going to buy. Um, but yeah, so we, I, I cannot wait until we move into like a two bedroom apartment and I can have a studio because I have everything. I have a light kit and backdrops. And um, so I have it all, but it just depends on like, if I'm on a set, what I'm using is I try to keep it really easy and portable. Okay, so you mentioned as well, when it comes to social media, and sometimes parents can be very overwhelmed. I know my yeah. mom, when I was starting out, just kind of said, good luck, <laughs> figure it out. And so I did. And that's where kind of my love and knowledge for social media came from was being able to figure it out myself. But for these moms out there that are maybe a little scared to have their child at such a young age on social media, what would be like a way to kind of like encourage them of like, hey, here's what it can do for them? Or is that something you, you know, would kind of just leave alone? How would you handle yeah, that? Yeah, one of the first things I talk about when I work with parents is social media safety and keeping your child safe on social media um, is 
paramount, especially today when kids are exposed to so much so early. So I talk a lot about social media safety and what are some really easy steps you can take to keep your child safe and represent them in a positive, fun, exciting, engaging light. I think a lot of parents are overwhelmed also with, you know, how do I take a picture? What's a good picture? What is a good post? What's good copy? And so breaking that down, you know, I will do everything from the fundamentals of here's how you open the app to, you know, if you're a parent who's a little bit more social media savvy, but you're looking to find brand partnerships or you're looking to expand to a YouTube channel or incorporate your TikTok, um, that's something that I do as well. So I have all levels of parents who've reached out to me. I know, you know, my mom is a boomer and I always send her like funny boomer memes because she'll be like, can you put some special effects on this video? I'm like, Oh my God, mom, I guess. Yes. I'll try to put some special effects on this video for you. Um, but she's so sweet. She's, she means so well. So it's definitely, that's how I start is always with safety. And then I go from there, how to use the app, how to engage with the app, how to showcase your child, um, in the best light and what, you know, what their dreams and goals are can be achieved by using social media. It's just using it right, especially for the age of the child. For, you know, the pageant girls here and for people that may not be in pageants, they're just genuinely wanting to know about social yeah. media. What would be like a good piece of advice for them just starting out on social media or just making a presence for themselves? I think the best thing to do is I always ask, I always ask my clients, why you, why now? Like, why are you you know, relevant and why is now the time that you are relevant? Because you can go onto social media and there's a million people who are like top Amazon finds or, you know, a lifestyle influencer or a mom blogger or, you know, a pageant girl. And so it's what is special about you and why does the world need to know that right now? And I think really tailoring your posts and your story and your messaging to that, it really helps streamline your social media, but also keeps it true to you and your personality. I think a lot of girls I talk to are like, I just don't know what to post. And so I, that's the first question I always ask is why you, why now? Because why should I stop on your page and follow you and engage with you and be inspired by you and read your copy? And I think Asking that question for yourself is so important and answering it is even more so. That's amazing. And when you're talking about the story, how does someone figure out, you know, what truly is their story? Like you said, there's the Amazon top hits and things like that already out there that people are already, you know, pushing so hard. How do you really find your story? Like, what is a good way to do that? I think working with me, number one, because <laughs> I will definitely push you to figure that out. Um, like for instance, I had, um, a job with a girl who worked in healthcare and she really wanted to focus on travel and fashion. And I just said, well, why do you work in healthcare? And she gave me this whole amazing, beautiful story about what brought her to healthcare administration. And I was like, that's what you should be talking about. 
I mean, I'm getting chills just thinking about it now because like it is so, it was so moving and she just lit up just talking to me. I was like, okay, stop. You are a different person when you're talking about this than when you're talking about your favorite outfit or your favorite place to travel or even like your dog or your best friend. This is what you're passionate about. So how do we weave this part of who you are, this part of your story into your content? Does it have to be all these pictures of, you know, you in a hospital? No, but it can be a picture of you traveling and being reminded of of what is important to you about your job and your day-to-day, whatever. You know, I think that's the thing that I, I try to hone in on is that special piece about each woman or, or person that I work with is that there's something that lights our fire for every one of us. And I think people are afraid to show that on social media. And the beautiful thing about social media is now more than ever, people are looking for authenticity. They're looking for the real person. I don't want to see a Kardashian. I want to see like you putting on your makeup and like Grace talking about nuclear fusion. We did one of those videos and I was like, this is so great because you're so beautiful, but you're talking to me about nuclear fusion and I have no idea what any of this means, but I love it. You know? So it's like, I want to see those moments of a real person you know, on my personal page, I'll talk about injuries or a struggle that I'm having and what's so special to me and what I think grows an audience organically is the people that find your content and say, wow, I not only connect with that person and I see myself in that person, but I didn't even realize how much I needed to read that today or I needed to see that today. And I think that that's what gets you the organic loyal engagement that you want that brings in more followers that brings in more brands and yeah there's a lot more to it but at its most fundamental level that's where i like to start okay so for like your 2023 vision board if you could help you know social media strategy or consult anyone who do you think that you would like to work with i know pageant is like your new realm that you really like working in but if you could work with any company who would you work for or work with, not for. With. Oh my gosh, this is <laughs> such a good question. Okay, sorry, this is like not even a person, a real person. But my husband and I are watching Yellowstone right now. Like we are deep into it. <laughs> and I feel like I just want to live on that ranch and know all of those people and tell all their stories. I mean, obviously if somebody is doing that, it's a television show, someone's telling their stories. But I feel like if I could run Beth Dutton's social media for a day, it would just be like mind-blowing. She probably is like, I eat social media for breakfast or something. I don't know if you watch Yellowstone, but like she's such an incredible, strong female, but she's also so vulnerable and wounded. And so I feel like there's, and she's funny and she's so stylish. So I feel like there's so much there in that character as a writer and an actor as well. that I'm like, Oh my God, the things we could do on social media to, you know, tell the story of Beth Dutton or the life of Beth Dutton. Um, that would be so awesome. That would be so, so cool. Cause it, like social media now doesn't have to always be just a highlight reel, you know, like it, it's boring if that's what it is. 
I I 100% agree with that. And that's what I think it was Chesley that had said it. Like, you know, social media is like your only top moments. Nobody really gets to see the behind the scenes of what, you know, led up to that really good event or really amazing dress that you got. Like, you don't see the behind the scenes. So being able to see that is such an interesting thing because people are like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that she had to go through all of these hoops or do all of these things to get where she is today. Mm -hmm. And they just you know, miraculously think that you're just this super successful person that popped up overnight and you're, you've been working so hard for, you know, years and years and years to get where you are. But I want to ask you, speaking of like getting where you are, you mentioned that you do writing and you're an actor. Where did that come from? I know we talked about you had a corporate job before this. When did all of that kind of come up? Yeah. So I went to college in Virginia and I got my, um, BA in acting. I've always wanted to be an actor. I got my BA in theater. And then I went right to grad school at the New School for Drama and I got my MFA in acting. Um, and I taught at the New York Film Academy. And I've been really lucky in my career to have um, a manager and a team of agents that have always been like, she's got to have a job. You know, <laughs> my husband, uh, when he went to business school, he was like, you work really hard. You don't work really smart. And because at the time I was like, I was a babysitter and I was a bartender and I was doing all those things that, you know, you think of when you think of a, of a struggling actor. And it was, it was true. I was working really hard and I was not making any money and I was exhausted. And so I got like a full-time corporate marketing job and I told them up front, I was an actor. That was my number one priority. So they would let me go obviously pre-pandemic, they would let me go on auditions during my lunch breaks and take vacation days for, you know, if I was on set, I did a lot with Comedy Central Digital. Um, And so it was really awesome to feel really supported in my corp on that corporate side. And um, I just got to a point where I was auditioning so much that I was like having to call out sick because I would be like, there's, five auditions today and they're all over Midtown Manhattan and then somewhere down in in the financial district. And then one is up in Chelsea and I'm just not, this is ridiculous. I've like used all of my vacation days on auditions because I mean, what a champagne problem. Right. Um, and then the <laughs> pandemic hit and it turned everything virtual. And so I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can make this work because instead of like running everywhere on my lunch break, I'll just do it after work. And then it got to a point where I was like making enough money from Instagram and from my Instagram and from acting where my husband was like, I think it's time for you to quit your job. You're not happy. You know, you're exhausted. And I read this quote that during a pandemic that said in the race to return back to normal, we should all decide what version of normal we want to return back to. And that just really stuck with me because I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off, even during the pandemic. I'd be waiting for my husband to finish work because sometimes he works really late. And then I'd be like, okay, we have seven auditions to do. I need to go do like four voiceovers. So everybody in the house be quiet. And so it was just one of those things where I was like, this is ridiculous. And so I quit my job about a year and a month ago. 13 months ago, and I haven't looked back since. And it's been the best thing I've ever done. I've been consistently booking voiceover and commercial and TV. Um, I did 
a Cuisinart commercial um, that's all over the Food Network. And my poor parents, it's their favorite channel. So now my mom just is like, shut up, Chloe, every time I come on the TV, which is really cute. And also what a, like a blessing to be able to tell a story like that. Um, and I just have, I'm in such a beautiful place in my life right now where I've worked and I've worked and I've worked and I've hustled and I've hustled and I've hustled. And don't get me wrong, I'm still doing that. But now I get to kind of marry my passions of writing and acting um, and social media and pageantry all in one where it's like I'm helping other people write their stories and tell their stories and be creative and um, go get, you know, a shiny hat and say when you go into your interview for that shiny hat, look at what I bring to the table, look at the brand partnerships I already have that I can bring into this organization, you don't just want me, you need me. And here's why. And um, that's just been so fun for me. Um, so I feel really, really lucky. I'm very blessed. I know I have so many artist friends who are not able to really do this, who have to work really, really hard. I'm very lucky. My husband is um, so supportive. So don't get me wrong. There are some days where I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? But for the most part, I feel, you know, so, so balanced. Like this morning I had a voiceover audition and then I had a client call and now I'm doing this. And then I have a mock interview for Mrs. New York with my coach. And then I have another client call and then I'm getting my nails done and then I have another audition. So it's like, that's kind of my day to day is it's like this perfect mix of everything I love, which is, you know, Knock on wood, it stays this way. <laughs> I love that. That is so amazing. I had I, honestly, I've never heard of someone that works very, very hard like that. Like I know hardworking people, but when it comes to like working hard for your passions, that is a different type of person that I just from someone that totally understands <laughs> literally working so many different things that are for your passion, but at the same time, having to, I wouldn't say struggle through working corporate, but at the same time it is. Sometimes that's not what you want to do. And I'm so glad that you straight up told your employers, like, this is not my number yeah. one. Like my number one is X, Y, Z. And do you just have to go with it? And the fact that they said yes. Of I know course. I was like, shocked too, because I did have a couple of interviews where they were like, all right, see you later. But I think the thing that I learned really early on is if I downplay my dreams for somebody else, I'm downplaying my dreams for myself. And so why would I, why would I do that? You know, I've been, I've wanted to be an actor since I was, since I was born. And it's like, why would you go to medical school and then just not be a doctor? You know, I mean, maybe there's other reasons. I don't know, maybe, but for me, it's like, I went, I spent all this money to go to graduate school to be an actor. I'm going to give it everything I have. Um, so yeah, so it's been, it's been a wild ride and lots of ups and downs, but every day it's been worth it. I want to ask you a little bit of stuff about the acting sure. side of things. I had recently had Lucia on here talking about modeling, but acting is a whole different world on its own. When I was younger, I did a lot of short films. So like, I totally get it. It can be a lot, especially like being like at the age now where they definitely, they always need an adult for something, an adult white woman yeah. or adult. I was applying the other week for an Asian woman role and a white woman. That was the most unique thing I'd ever gotten from a callback of like, oh, we need you to do these two parts. And I was like, I've never to been told I look like a, a nice white Asian woman. 
<laughs> it was very crazy. But I want to ask you, what has been like your favorite, you know, callback or booking that you've gotten from either voiceovers or true, like in the studio acting? Um, oh, boy. I say I have two. Um, the first okay. one was I got to go out to Salt Lake City. I was flown out. I did a commercial for Third Love, the bra company. And the whole concept was your boobs deserve third love. And it was written by the Harmon brothers. So you've probably seen some of their commercials. They did the poopery commercials. They did the squatty potty commercials. They're just so funny. And it was as a comedian and somebody who loves to tell jokes, it was such a blast to be on set. Um, I felt like such a superstar being flown somewhere. Um, and that was just really awesome. We were able to pitch jokes and we're laughing about boobs and it's, it was great to meet a, it was a full woman run set, a woman writer, woman designer, um, woman director. So it was really cool to be in such a female empowered set with a female empowered brand. Um, so that was really awesome. And then I did a TV show for, um, the history channel in November and it was a period piece. And I have, you can see, I have very long hair for those listening. It's literally like maybe to my mid back. And I was playing, um, this housewife in the 1950s and they literally, did this, it was two people doing my hair and then somebody doing my makeup at the same time. They did my hair in this like period bob thing where it was like shorter than my chin and it was insane. I mean, it was like the most insane thing I've ever seen and it was a three-day shoot and I we our call time was always like 4 a.m., which is so brutal and it was because they would have to redo my hair the exact same way every day. And it took so long and it was just so cool to go back in time. It felt very, you know, marvelous. This is measly um, to go back in time and have the hair and the makeup and the outfit to be so true to period. Um, that was like one of the coolest experiences. That is so interesting. Yeah. I I mean, for people viewing in on YouTube or wherever podcasting you're coming in on, um, Chloe and I did not meet until we logged <laughs> on today. So this is so nice. I feel like, one, we could be best yes. friends because we have a lot of the same personality traits and like just the way like we're such like a go-getter kind yeah. of person. And I'm just so glad that we've been able to meet. And before this, when we had we had a, a good little chat, we took up most of our time before this chatting. Casual half hour was, chat before the podcast. Yes. And honestly, like I've just learned so much from you today. And I hope that others listening in on wherever you're at listening to Crowning Moment can also get something from this as well. But before we get off today, I really want you to tell them if you have a website or an Instagram that they can reach out to you and talk to you more about what their story is and how to find Yeah, it. you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Rosen Media Consulting. Um, you can DM me there if you have any questions. I also have a book now button where you can book a 15 minute free consultation. You can meet me, we can chat. You can see if working with me is something you'd like to do. Um, again, I do everything from working with parents to a social media cleanup to creating content and working through all of that um, with you. So yeah, at Rosen Media Consulting on Instagram. 
Amazing. And I want everyone to make sure that they understand you are looking out for their, you know, their web footprint here. You, this is not a walking coach. This is not, this is a different side of pageantry that people haven't really gotten to tap in yet. And I'm so glad, Chloe, that you are just going ahead and dominating that field because we need somebody out there like you doing that and helping girls find their true inner self and their story. And so I'm so glad. But before we log off again, I have one final question for you. Are you ready? All right. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? Pageants have positively impacted me because they've taught me more about myself than I ever thought possible. When I was going through the training, I guess you could say, the preparation for Mrs. New York last summer, I'd watched so many young women go through that process. And I thought to myself, I got this. This is, you know, no problem. And my mom always jokes, you have five minutes to cry. And she'll literally time you. She'll be like, okay, you're crying. That's 30 seconds off the clock. You really want to use all your five minutes right now? You have, We have a long summer ahead of us. And she was brutal. And I remember thinking, like, I'm not going to cry. I, this is, there's no way. Um, but I learned more about how the things that happened in my life impacted me and how that I can speak to that and I can touch on that as a, as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as a wife, as a member of my community. And I don't think I would have had that chance to deep dive to better myself were it not for pageantry. And I think it's, for me, I knew that even though I didn't walk away with the crown, I walked away the real winner because I had grown so much as a woman. And I think that's what it's all about. It's not really about the crown. It's about the journey and it's about understanding who you are and what makes you the person you are today and what you have to offer the world. And that's how pageants have changed my life. That is so amazing. Well, again, thank you, Chloe, for jumping on today. And I hope the followers and listeners out there can take a little bit from this episode because I know I surely have. But you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this, make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening in on. Don't forget to check out our social media at Crowning Moment Podcast on Instagram. Looking for new things happening with Crowning Moment? Check us out at our new website, www.crowningmomentpodcast.org.